Hey, I'm Dennis from This Side of Anarchy, and welcome to Band to Band, my show where I let you in on my getting to know other independent bands that I support on social media and that support me in return. And we get to know each other a little better by answering five questions each. Please hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube or listening on podcasts so you can keep up to date and enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of Band to Band. My name is Dennis from This Out of Anarchy. Uh, today we're with Dead Eye Doll from uh, New Jersey, right? Yep, Jersey. Yeah. And we swapped shirts, so I got theirs on. Representing got mine on. So good to see you guys. It's been really good that, especially last week, I did Agency Panic from Ireland. It's like, yeah. it's really cool. You like just like texting these people or, you know, not texting, uh, Twittering these people, tweeting them and talking to them. And then they're like faceless people. Yeah. That's why I started this. I'm like, and now when I'm tweeting him and like, all right, I know what the guy looks like. I, I know I've talked to him and it's like, it's like really cool. So now yeah. when we tweet, now when we tweet each other, it's like, hey, I know that guy. He, he, it's just not some faceless text going out there. Plus, you know, the promotion's great and everything. You know, have more content out there. Definitely. All right, so um, I guess introduce each one of yourselves so everybody knows you and maybe just a little bit about yourself, uh, what you play in the band, what made you pick up an instrument, how long you've been playing, what you play, you know, uh, how many bands you've been in, yeah, yeah, any yeah. notable bands, you know, crap like that. Yep. Well, I'm Johnny. I'm the drummer. Uh, played. We all been playing in bands together since we are kids, man. Like, we started doing this when we were 12, 13 years old, and, uh, getting together in someone's basement, smoking a bunch of weed and trying to like play the records that we love to listen to. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. And it's seriously like me and Juice and Jeff, like we've been playing in, in different incarnations of bands since, you know, since we were in high school, like early high school, middle school, even for some of us, you know what I mean? Like I met Jeff in sixth grade. He oh. brought his car over to, uh, play Van Halen and, you know, like, uh, he ended up swimming and drinking with my brother in the pool, and then me and the other guy ended up playing all day. But you know, these relationships you build when you're young, and it's very cool that we've been able to maintain it for this long. Oh, definitely, that's cool. Uh, you know, this is Juice, he's the lead guitar player and the singer. Yeah, uh, I bought my first guitar off Jeff. Actually, I, I think I swindled it out of you. Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah it was a, I know that guitar because he's—that's the guitar he brought over to my house with his Fender Squire Stratocaster. Yeah, it was like the first year Squire. It was like a really nice guitar. It was a New Year's Eve, and we made the deal while Jeff was about ten cans of beer into the night. So I said, you know, I said, you didn't remember me giving you that money last night? He says, no. <laughs> I said, hey, I don't know what you did with it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you me. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I'm Jeff. Bass player that I now um, playing bass since I was 13 years old. Uh, I started out playing guitar, and we realized we needed a bass player, and I got swindled into playing bass. Uh, there's no doubt because of the influence of Dickie Six. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, I play basically right now just strictly Fender and Ampeg. Uh, 
like Johnny said, we've all been in bands together our whole life, playing, you know, four or five different incarnations of three of us. As far as Dead Eye Doll, you know, we got together, I guess it was like the summer of 2017. You know, the three of us said we want to get together, start doing stuff again, man, because we took a little break, and, you know. And we, and Dennis, this is, we started doing everything ourselves, man. We started doing all the recording, all the album is mixed, recorded, everything, tracked. We sent it out at the end to get mastered, but everything is we're doing we're doing on our own, which we weren't able to do 15, 20 years ago. You know, it was all studio work. You were putting up a lot of money to make albums. We used to call them demos. Yeah. Now it's called records. Right. But, we're doing everything ourselves now, and that's what's really cool about the indie scene. A lot of these bands uh, are all self-produced. Uh, you know, they're producing everything, the, the recordings, the mixes, everything. Cool. Uh, so, uh, well, how how'd the name come about? How'd you guys how'd you guys choose that one? You know, we were just going through the names. We were. It's like everything in this band. It was a collaboration. It was. Uh, so I think I said, because uh, I have a nickname for myself, Ty, I call myself Johnny Tyreen, and I was uh, saying, oh, Johnny Tyreen's Dollhouse, uh, Dollhouse, dead, you know, Jeff saying dead doll, Juice says this, and all of a sudden it's like dead eye doll, and it's like, yeah, wow. thought it sounded cool. You know, <laughs> and it sounded cool, we've had some, you know, it's hard when you're coming up with a name for a band, especially, and we think we came up with a pretty good one with this one. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Definitely but, cool. Well, that is, it was like we're collaborating on writing a band. We have a list of different names, and we're saying this, and we're saying that. And all of a sudden, it just pops out. Two people, three people say two different things, and boom. Yeah, it's good. It sounds like you guys have had uh, chemistry for a long time, and that, that, that's what it takes. you got to just count yeah, yeah, chemistry. And... Yeah, we, can, you know, we, we, record, we just finished. We're in the middle of the session right now. We've been recording mm -hmm. all day, and, all, and we're going to continue recording into the night. But it's like... You know, like anything, man, we, we're always collaborating. We're always, uh, the chemistry is definitely there. Sometimes we want to kill each other, too, but, you know. Yeah, we're yeah. going on. We we're always hanging out. So yeah, it's well, just, we're it, always too. friends above everything, you know. Yeah, yeah that's true. We've known each other a long time. Like Johnny said, I met Johnny in sixth grade. I met Juice in third grade. Yeah. So, you know. That's cool. So it's the chemistry, which is good. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Right, so, but we want to kill each other sometimes. We're like brothers, so it's cool. You know, it's. It makes the writing process and the collaboration process easier when you could get in the fights the way we get into it for two hours and then step back and, and realize that, you know, we're best friends and brothers, so it's no big deal. Yeah, 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 definitely. But let's, talk, right. let's talk about you, brother. Yeah, yeah, uh, we were get into your stuff, man, really cool, and like the really cool uh, West Coast sounding, like punk sound, like, and, and, and believe it or not, like I even hear like some New York hardcore, is, like, like, we were saying, oh, man, that sounds like S.O.D. Yeah. the other night. I know. S.O.D. is one of my favorite bands. They're, they're yeah, that, I, I didn't even know, and I heard it. I could hear it in the music. I'm like, oh, that sounds like uh, New York hardcore, you know? It's very cool stuff, man. Yeah, man. And uh, the one song I was listening to, them, and it was laughing because we used it on our record as well, but it was made me chuckle. There's one song, you use the vibraphone in it, mm -hmm. the vibra slap. Yeah, know? vibra slap, yeah. One song and uh, what's the name of that song? Shit, I, don't, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> I, did, I, I just actually a few of them on on, on my few albums. Uh, I don't remember yeah. which. Very cool stuff though, man. Like it's got a really awesome like like punk sound and like it's it's authentic sounding. You know, that's that's what I love about it. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. 
Probably, okay. I love it. I love the indie stuff, and I really love the indie punk stuff and the stuff that has a hard edge. It doesn't necessarily have to be punk, but if it's heavy metal or hard rock or whatever, you know, whatever your thing is, is, is I like the harder side of indie. Oh, definitely. Now, Dennis, you've been playing music a long time, obviously. You know, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, what was yeah. the most iconic show that you, or venue that you've been to or played in, been a part of? Well, that's it's a pretty hard one. <laughs> um, well, the, the most of LA clubs, you know, run Hollywood and stuff. We, you know, like the whiskey I've played, the club, yeah, yeah, great venue, club lingerie. There's a place in Chinatown, punk punk place called the Hong Kong Cafe. We played, and of course, like Gilman Street up in Berkeley, we played. Uh, there was a place in Hollywood we played a lot called Raji's. It was pretty popular. And it was like a Grew 30... up in Pardon? Grew up in California? Yeah. No, what did you, you, you say again? I was, you grew up in California? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been here 30... I've been here 30 years, though, so... Yep. It's basically my home. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your big... What are some of your influences, your early, like, influences... Like, what you like to listen to when you were younger, you know, when you first start coming up? Uh, that, that, that's why I think my sound is a little more kind of unique, because I, I have had so many influences sure. from, yeah. from, you know, from Van Halen to, to Alice Cooper to ACDC, even Mozart. Yeah. Mozart, Mozart, big band, you know, jazz, uh, blues, and 50s rock, and just, just so many. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Metall Metallica, Anthrax, you know. Yeah, us, it's like the usual suspects. We loved, you know, all that stuff, Zeppelin and, and the Metallica, Anthrax, all that New York stuff that was coming out, in the you know, the thrash stuff, and then yeah. the California stuff as well, the West Coast stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kiss for us was like, you know, we, I know a lot of people don't want to admit it, but uh, we oh, yeah. loved Kiss, man. Like, Kiss was it for me, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I used to dance around pretending I was a Kiss when I was, you know, seven years old. <laughs> That's yeah. how I met Jeff on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, they both were, we were dressed, dressed up. We were both dressed as Gene Simmons. There was a parade, you know, elementary school. Parade us out. He was and in the third grade. I was in the second grade. I was walking this way, he was walking by this way, and we wound up looking at each other, and he was fucking pissed at me because he I just there was wanted to choke him, man. You know? And right. he had one of the plastic costumes, and I actually had the wig and the, make, the real makeup. <laughs> and I think he's still mad at me to this day, so yes, he won't admit it, but pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so some of the shows, like uh, the one up in Gilman Street, there was a. Uh, it was the show where it's a semi famous show that uh some some assholes were over there and they they beat up jello biafra he was at the show and everything yeah. i don't know if you, i don't know if you heard about heard about that way back in the 90s i think it was 94 but right. yeah as we were playing that show and i guess our he talked to our singer for a while and he kind of seemed to like us that was kind of interesting and i then, love entities well, like we said going into the recording of this last record we were listening to so much punk and, you know, we have wide uh, range of influences, you mm -hmm. know, from punk to, uh, we even, you know, we like all, you know, all assets of punk, hardcore and, 
regular just straight up the original like the clash and the sex pistols and stuff like that right we recorded the pretty vacant single you know uh we just you know were so influenced and listening to so much remotes and uh sex pistols and the new york dolls when we were going into the recording which is you know a lot of people don't consider them punk but we their attitude was really like right. we really identified with them the new york right dolls. right so uh i've heard your album and singles and uh of course you mentioned kiss it's, that's, that's what i i hear kiss and motorhead and i and there's something else i hear too that's really interesting but i can't remember think of it but it sounds like kiss motorhead and guns and roses had a baby and <laughs> it, like the, the stain left on the bed you know like <laughs> But you're right. And Kiss is like I said before, like even like in the production of it, we like we were going into the mix and saying, "Oh, let's make it sound like rock and roll over," and you know, like let's let's try to get you know like a real classic sound on it. And it's why we use real amps and real drums on the record. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and with like I said, with all the technology, with all the recording technology now, it it makes it a lot easier to to achieve those goals for less money. Oh, know? definitely. Like, Definitely, no doubt. So, so what? So, what is your guys' writing process? Does uh, one of you write the song and kind of the other guys down, or do you, or do you pretty? Or is it pretty much like you come up with the part and he comes up with the part? And, yeah, and kind of, like that is it's yeah. it's a collaboration. Jeff will come with a song and say, "Here's the song, guys," and me and Juice will jump on it and rip it apart. And Jeff will try to protect it like his baby, and we will <laughs> crush the and you know yeah. be like. Oh, this verse sucks. This word sucks. This, and then you know, we'll juice a couple with a song, and we'll be like, "Oh, we like this part." You know, you know, it's really a, this band is really like a, a complete collaboration. Yeah, it's you know, sometimes we just even you know, we just we we all we jam. We'll just start playing a riff, and we just the chemistry. We just start mm -hmm. building off it and working together. And we all write lyrics too, and it's funny. You say this is one process we'll use. Jeff will do, Jeff will come and he'll say, "I need a second verse." And you know, we'll just be hanging out in the studio, and he'll say, "I need a second verse. I want you to. I want a waitress and a fucking cop and a fucking uh, burnt toast in this in this verse. I want both to be mentioned, but you got to make it sound cool and make it happen in this verse. You know what I mean? And then we'll cut. We'll start collaborating. Someone will throw a line out, and then someone will come out with a second line. Like, and you know, sometimes you're just looking for that perfect word, and it it could be so simple as and everyone will love you. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, you're searching for hours for the perfect words, right. and it's just something so simple like that. And someone will blurt that out, and that will become part of the song. Even the new album, it kind of just like, yeah. we were in the middle of mixing the first Dead Eye Doll album, and we were still jamming and re rehearsing and planning for the future and continue to write and put more content out. And the album kind of just like fell into our laps. We hit this groove of like soul writing, and we were just so happy with the material. And it was just such a great collaboration chemistry we felt and you know we're excited about it man we can't you know wait to get it out there definitely that's cool yeah we were very lucky that this second record like came to us like it just it just there was not a lot of effort to like you know what it was that is after you record the first record you if you're not you don't want to play those songs anymore right. like, was, or i can't remember you know what it's like like yeah because once it's done and it's right and it's finished and it's mixed and it's as an artist, it's time to move to the next. Yeah. 
the next thing. And this one came easy, which was, you know, lucky for us. Yeah. Right. Now he's got point. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and being a solo artist like me, it's not like I'm going to play him out anywhere, but, you know, you, you guys just have to play the old songs when you play out, if we ever well, get to play out again with this yeah. stupid stuff. Well, these, these days, too, now with, you know, COVID and everything going on, it sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's totally changed. Your music was changing as it was, and now it's completely changed with, with COVID, you know what I mean? Like, the way to promote your band, the way to push your band, it was changing with the technology anyway, but now it's totally gone to a different level and it's changing. Yeah. You know what, more people are home and more people are tuned in, and... You know, it might not be a bad thing. It's a bad thing that we can't play out and do all that. But there's more people tuning into this and looking well, at stuff. And, you know, and, and you know, but we'll get by it. Everyone, you know, we'll get through this time. And, and yeah. you know, live shows will be alive and well again. I think people will be itching to go out and see bands. We Even so, it was like when we came when we started this project, we really wanted to. We want to, you know, we, you know, like ambition is everything. But we want to have a lot of content. We want to. Uh, get another record out there within yeah. 12 months of having our last full-length record out. We want to constantly be providing content. And if that, I think, like, the recording end of it, like, that's forever. The people have that forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. The show, it's great. Everyone comes down and has a good time. But that recording is really what they go home and listen to in their headphones, and the records are what last forever, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And yeah. I just, we want to just be the band that can provide and so many indie bands have given so much content, you know what I mean? It's why Absolutely. we try to make a video for every, you know, for every uh, song we have on the record. Mm -hmm. We try to do a video. Right. So what, why did you guys choose uh, Pretty Vacant and how you guys decided to do that? And and how was it? Because uh, I know, you, don't you have to get uh, permission and you have to pay yeah, uh, rights and all that crap? Who did you go through and how was it? Uh, we actually went through CD Baby. We did everything with the license, and they secured the licenses for us. Yeah, they're um, our aggregator, CD Baby. Yeah, it wasn't yeah that, that's what I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, if they have a company that they use that we went through. We secured all the licensing rights. Um, as far as the song, I mean, we wanted to do some covers. We don't. We, we that was actually the first cover in all the recordings I've made in my life. I think it's the first cover song I ever played on. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's always been original. We actually picked up bunch of songs and we recorded them and you know we liked that one the best uh there was a couple other we recorded that we didn't put out and we felt like Maybe the sex day. pistols like they they suit our style they're like uh you know they're like the, the early birds like all that stuff is like the early version of what actually happens later on with Aerosmith and well Aerosmith was around then but like yeah. that whole glam scene comes out of that whole 80s glam scene fans the pussycat uh motley crew uh all the hair metal bands, they were really just like extensions of that, like, it was like a polished up version of those punk songs. So, yeah. and we grew up playing, like, we played in all types of bands, but we always went where the girls were. If the girls wanted to hear, you know, this, we were going to, we were going to play that. So, like, we were always influenced by those glam bands and uh, the sound of that type of, that brand of rock and roll was really like, something that we all identified with and that song and we love punk as well but that song reflected that that attitude yeah yeah we felt it was in our wheelhouse too we, yeah know, that yeah. too it was tough though you know you, you're kind of weird going in you know you're afraid doing a session of the song like how, how's it well, that's it too you know like it's like 
you're, you're, you're going on sacred ground then. So we try to stay pretty close to the yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, that's always, that's always an issue. Yeah, well, because as they're recording it, I got the headphones on, and I'm saying, as Juice is doing the vocals or Jeff's doing the bass, I'm saying, you know, you gotta, we got to keep it pure to the Sex Pistols, because as, as, for me as a Sex Pistols fan, I'm ready to jump on your attack if you change it too much. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was a little ballsy for us, too, but most indie artists don't realize it's pretty easy to acquire the the rights to do the song you have to you have to pay up front for a few downloads but not many mm-hmm. and uh once those downloads are taken yeah, or those, you know, once you sell them then you have to restock them so oh, the original band whoever their aggregator is is right. collecting that money that's cool yeah uh, so where are you guys at recording somebody's basement or what 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 do you, do you guys uh yeah, we have a studio. What kind of, so- what kind of software are you using, or, or what? Uh, we're using Ableton for our DAW. Uh, we got a bunch of focus rights, you know, three of them that we use. Um, we're 57 Sure, 57 yeah, Maniacs, you know, whatever. Like, we have, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a bunch of 57. We got the big bass. We have nice condenser like mics as well as, as well we use for overheads and vocals and stuff. But, like, uh, I heard a story years ago that... Uh, Rick Rubin used nothing but 57s on Blood Sugar Sex Magic on the drums. And ever since then, I was like, you don't ever need anything but a 57 on a drum. Yeah. yeah. You know, look, bass drums, I'm talking toms and snare. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, everything's done in house. We do everything ourselves. The only thing we did was get a master out of house. We wanted someone else to master it. So, assume, you know, aside from mastering, we do everything. Yeah. We mix it. We went to two different studios. We have two different studios set up. We mix and record in two different locations. But and with Juice has so many Marshall amps. It's not even funny. Like if you see behind us, this is just a small <laughs> scattering. <laughs> we got other Marshalls over there. Double. I mean, it's just like Marshall heaven over here. So and that helps with the sound of the record because with that that Marshall sound is rock and roll. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So Dennis, what's going on with uh you and Vince from Farmerside? Well, uh, I had to look up how it came about because I said hell he didn't remember, so I had to look go through a bunch of old texts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did, how did we do this? And it's like, because uh, I I knew, but uh, like earlier in the year, you know, Demon Scar was doing collabs with uh, Creep Scene, and then Creep Scene okay. did with Sound Ninja, and everybody seemed to be doing collaborations, and. All those guys work so hard, uh, Demon Scar and, and Creep Seed and that the whole indie scene that's blown mm-hmm. up on which is awesome. Those guys so much heart and so much good music coming out of all those all those bands that you know are, yeah. are affiliated with that. Yeah, and there was just some conversation going on and I think Demon Scar just mentioned something about wouldn't it be cool if Pharmacide and This Out of America did a did a collab yeah. together and like I was like, hey, yeah, that would be pretty cool, you know. And I'm like, and then I was gonna contact Vince, and then he contacts me first. And he goes, hey, yeah, I saw that post. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> so, so I was just like, hey, that's a good idea. And we we were on, uh, I don't know, if, uh, a while ago there was a thing called Underground Mike, Underground Mics. Yeah. UGM, and we were we were on the UGM Rock thing, and they were doing a thing for a while. I guess it already shut. I guess he just shut it down, but uh, 
he had a couple video things we did for a while and then i met vince on there and we, we were doing like a video thing on how to how bands can collaborate and everything so then he he found out he was in los angeles and i'm like hey like where are you in los angeles and things turns out we're like 10 miles away and it's like it's just, it's you, guys getting, you guys are actually getting together well, yeah so uh we've been getting together for lunch every yep. three to four months you know and like hey we gotta go out to lunch so he'll buy one time i'll buy one time we'll get on to hollywood and when we could go when we could go out so last time he came last a few weeks ago he came over here and and we did stuff and uh and yeah because uh, earlier in the year too or maybe late last year i was gardening in my yard and we had gophers and i just started making up this metal song because you remember caddyshack and uh, bill murray trying to blow up all those freaking gophers you know i'm sick and tired of my plants you you nurture this tomato plant and everything and all of a sudden the gopher just goes ah oh, damn my tomatoes so i just started singing die you sucker die to the gophers so so, so like i had this beat and stuff in my head and kind of thing so i kind of did a thing did i did a did a thing with it. so so me and vince are going to do that one i i did the um guitar part and the lyrics and the bass and i just sent it over to him and he and he's got his uh his uh kit his electric kit and he's you know with the real drum sounds and he's he's got it he re got it recorded and i'm waiting for him to export it and give me the wave files so you guys are gonna put it out so we're gonna put it out, Good. and then yeah, and then then he's gonna come over and do some backups. He yep. he, he put down some. That's awesome collaboration. I mean. Oh yeah. That's so cool that you guys are close enough that you can actually collaborate. Where do you do it at your studio? Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't have too much of a studio, but it's just a computer and a. So that's what it is now. And again. Turn the mic and you're ready to go. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, uh, all right. Uh, how many shows have you guys played when we could play before the, we got shut down? And uh, what, what are some of the favorite bands you've played with? And uh, shout, outs, shout outs in from the local bands. Yeah, the three, the three of us, like like I said, throughout the incarnation of these bands, throughout the years, we we played so many venues, so many uh, shows. Oh, you know, in New York City, all the Limelight, Continental, Lisboa Lounge, Don Hills, all the Lemours, like, Lemours back Archie. in the day. Uh, all the ones in Jersey, we used to play all the time. We well, there was a point where we were the we had a group, me, Ju uh, Juice, and Jeff, and we were like, the, you know, we were like the regular house band for like all the nationals that would come to play. We would get the opening slot in a, yeah. a previous band we were in. LA and, Guns, Faster Pussycat. Oh, uh, you Clark. name them. Like we played with like every national that came to town. Uh, That's cool. Hair metal bands like uh, what was that band? Firehouse yeah. and uh, Jackal. Jackal and uh, Bullet Boys. Every like. Or like over even but like we were always diverse we could always play with anyone we'd also play with overkill and you know other bands like that like another band we used to play with all the time too love hate yeah California. love hate mm -hmm. there was a local new jersey band called law and order back in the day they were yeah. pretty big they were signed to mca and uh mm -hmm. yeah they were a new york band staten island band yeah. and uh 
we were, you know, always open for them. And, you know, like I said, we were, uh, like, played with so many different, like, you know, open for so many different nationals as they would come We were playing back in the uh, Trickster days, too, before Trickster got signed. That's yeah, right. yeah. That, that, that that's, like our, that's like our mm-hmm. area and our class, you know, like our, our graduated class in those <laughs> years. was like Trickster was the one band out of our local area. Not the one band, because Monkey Pup, we went to school with the guys from yeah. Monkey Pup. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know them out there, but they were pretty big. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah Monkey Pup. They were, they, you know, they they were right from our hometown. Those guys, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and other bands, you know, as well. You guys play anywhere in the country, or just mainly in New York? Just New York, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, we would venture out to Pennsylvania North and North Carolina. We go as far as like down south, like to North Carolina and stuff. They had a cool metal scene down there back in the day, and. Uh, Never made it across the country, though, to L.A. or anything. And you know what's funny? Like, when we were 18 and stuff at Juice's house, hanging out, we would be dreaming of, we're going to pack up the van and go to L.A. And, you know, we're going to take, take the strip. We're going to take the whiskey down. And we'll, we'll be playing the Troubadour. And we'll be uh, Gazaris or whatever, you know, back in the day. It would, yeah. Because heard the stories like, oh, Poison packed up the van and went out and they became big stars. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, too, back in the day, and we were, we're like, Five miles outside New York City, it was just so much. Yeah, there was a lot happening here. Yeah, like, between the you know northern yeah. New Jersey and New York, it was I remember crazy. my brother coming home with like from my brother would go to the CD's matinees and he would come home. He would stop at Bleaker's Bob's, is the record store in the village, and he would buy all the hardcore records. And he'd come home with Agnostic Front. And I always tell the story of. I just recently was listening to Agnostic Front. I didn't realize Victim and Pain is like 38 seconds long. I thought it was like an hour and a half because he would just play the record over and over and over and over again. And I, my recollection of the song is at least it's got to be four minutes. The song, I think, is like 48 seconds or something. And it's just, you know, it's just, you know, those times in New York, you know, with so much happening with music, like we, we didn't really feel like we had to leave. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Uh, I guess your what question... Dennis, where did you really grow up? Like, what was the scene like? Um, I grew up pretty much uh, in Ohio. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, out in Ohio. Yeah. I've spent some summer, you know, some weeks in the summertime up in Ohio. It's very cool. I like it. Reminds yeah. me a lot of New Jersey, Ohio, actually, like the yeah. suburbs. He was from Independence outside of Cleveland. Mm. So, uh, was there a scene by you at the time? Like, um, well, See, my, my parents never really let me go out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's, it's like, that's why, it's, that's why uh, you, we went with the anarchy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, out. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, I didn't like being told what to do. And uh, yeah, that's rock and roll. That's I'm it. Always, always questioning everything. So that, that's my two uh, <laughs> things. So basically, it's and literally one week after. I graduated high school. I was at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas, going through basic training, yep, yep. and my mom was crying, and she, and she hated me for that. Just that right, one right. aspect. That's the one aspect of me. She, she never forgave me. I don't think for leaving. Right how long? How long were you in the service? For thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, four years. Four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother was in as well. The Agnostic Front guy. After he cranked out Agnostic Front, he went and joined the the, the army and. Uh, <laughs> He went, they sent him over to Korea, but uh, they told him maybe Germany, but he ended up in Korea. 
know that. Yeah, I got stuck in uh, South Dakota. That's you know, the yep. extent of my. <laughs> yeah, but thank you, man. It's still you know any service Absolutely. is like uh, that. It, yeah, it, but it, yeah, it was kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of why I picked the Air Force because it was you know wasn't too rough and you know, like stay behind the lines and you're not getting yeah. shot at. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. I fix the stuff, and then you go and do stuff. Yeah. That's awesome, though. That's an experience in itself as, yeah, a young, so, as a young person to go and do that. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, even now, I mean, really? I was like 18 years old working on a B-52, <laughs> fixing, the, <laughs> fixing, all the, fixing all the jamming equipment, <laughs> yeah. the radar jamming stuff. I'm like, wow, this is kind of... Yeah, I mean, pretty much it was basically after I got back on days, it was a nine to five job, except yeah. once in a while on the weekends. Yeah. So, and I was in a band out there, and uh, Bandy did covers. And it's ever since then, till 2000, even all the bands I was in, I went back to Ohio, came out here. It's like work, practice, write songs, jam, play out record you know just like constant over and over and over again now what about society you're talking about society gone mad that's the band you're in yeah that was that was one of them yeah that was but while i was in the air force i was in a band basically covers the whole the scene's totally different out there where there's there's not many bands out there so it's it's really different that instead of like having three or four bands play you only you actually had one band, and you had to play like three different three sets, so you didn't have a lot of material. <laughs> Which is the complete opposite of what happens here at our scene. I, I know, yeah. You have thirty minutes, and we have fifteen bands tonight. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And like seriously, like and like when you first get into it, you know, and then here in Jersey, like after like certain bands blew up, everyone, you know. Bon Jovi happens and everyone wants to be a rock star and start a band and the clubs start taking advantage of that where you would actually have to almost pay to play. You know what I mean? Where they'd be like, you got to buy 60 tickets and if you sell the 60 tickets, you keep the money, but you got to buy, you know, you got to sell the right. Yeah. And there were clubs running there, you know, like that in Jersey. This is, this is late 80s though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, not late 80s, but yeah. Yeah, but that band we were able to play South Dakota, North Dakota, Denver, or Colorado, Wyoming, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. Nebraska. We just played that whole area over there. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'd we'd like to be playing every weekend. We'd have to go here, go there, and practice. Yeah. It was crazy. And then I went back to Ohio. Was in a metal band for a few years, and then I decided to come out to L.A. And you know, you put your ad in the newspaper out here it was called the recycler and they called me up and and at that time i was just like really beginning to be in a punk band you know kind of wanted to try it out and everything and and i had my my uh i mean they were laughing when i showed up i had my checkered bands my checkered bands yeah, my a, a bullseye shirt and i had this big Big ass case. I had a, you know, I had a custom flying V, and right. it was a custom, so the case had to be a little bit bigger. And they're like, it was, it, I mean, it fit, it barely fit in my car, you know, across the thing. It was the case was so big. <laughs> yeah. So 
So and then I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you uh-huh. know. And then one one guy didn't even expect me, and I like it. It's just like, uh, <laughs> and then they started playing their songs, and I would just like join along, and it started to start playing them, and they're like, what the heck? He's like just playing all our songs, like he knows them already. So it was just like, it was like, and they're like, all right, you're in. So. So then I ended up starting to write songs, and we wrote songs together. And uh, the first first album, I probably wrote about half the songs. And then um, the drummer, um, he was from Arizona, and he knew, you know, it's all a game of who you know. He knew this guy named Lee Joseph of Dionysus Records. He helped me out really. Um, we did we did this all ourselves too, even back then. Well, yeah, we used to do it too. We would do it with the task cabs and using mm-hmm. uh, whatever yeah. recording uh, the juice yeah. was master of the task cab. Like, yeah. like yeah. we would make fun recordings like that. But right. uh, now, with like I was saying, with the digital stuff, they got so much like yeah. out here at your hands with the plugins and everything that it's uh, amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, and then, then he knew he knew Brett from Bad Religion too, somewhat. And then um, we recorded the. That's very cool. We recorded our first, he recorded our first, uh, well, you know, we're a band, we didn't have that much money, so we got this, enough songs for one side of the of the record, and then we did the recording and everything, and we were going to have this bright idea of just having one side cut of the vinyl, and the other side just like, virgin, <laughs> and that was like, that was like our plan, and then it's like, well... We ended up gotten getting some more money up, and we're like, all right, we can record another side. So we went back nice. six months later, recorded the, some more songs for the other side. So then we ended up recording the full album. And uh, Lee Joseph helped us out, you know, from Dionysus. He got a distribution through More Damn Records, which is uh, Jello's record company from uh, Alternative Tentacles. And then yeah. from, from there on, you know, society just we played from uh, San Diego to San Francisco. Basically, it's where we, where we played. Yep. Yeah. Just, the whole the whole coast. Just the whole coast. Uh, Fresno, Berkeley, San Diego, L.A. You know. I saw the videos of you rocking out. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We love it. Yeah, and then you know we released. We kept. Yeah, we got, got out I'm telling you, you, better watch out. We're gonna come out to LA. We'll be knocking on your door because <laughs> we're saying to Jeff, I'm, we're gonna go to LA. We're gonna go to the whiskey. We're gonna go to the Rainbow. We're gonna see everything we want to see. We're gonna uh, go to Hollywood. I'm gonna go to the 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 house for the Charlie Manson stuff. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna see every site I wanted to see in LA. Then I'm gonna take a car. I'm gonna drive to Vegas after this Corona is over. <laughs> it's all over. Somewhere in there, we're gonna jump your door for a jam, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely yeah then we released uh four five or seven albums yeah and then in 99 it just kind of fell apart yeah but you know yeah. still to get the to do five records is 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 credible i mean it's like yeah you know a lot of bands get together they do one good record and that's it and then you know personalities and this happens and that happens but it's like to five is like that's yeah. awesome to have the material to do five good records is, is awesome yeah that's pretty pretty cool yeah we've had our we had our personnel 
changes too because uh our original singer kind of got sick of it and he wanted to go to college so then we got another singer and his wife got a job in new york for like mtv and vh1 programming or something so he moved and then we never could really find a singer so the the last the last couple records we just said you know what let's just do it ourselves so we just the bass player would sing what he could sing i i kind of sing because i i really can't sing and play very much it's just too hard for, it's just too hard for me there's only there's certain ways of playing and singing that i can do you stuck for us it's incredible the guys yeah because like you say when you got to sing one thing and then as a drummer, I don't have too much sympathy because we got to do a lot of things too, but yeah, I guess yeah. it's tough, tough to sing and play well, guitar. This is the first band. Especially ever, lead guitar, you know what I mean? This is the first band I ever sang backups playing bass, and it's, it's hard to, to, to sing yeah. and play. Are you used to it? It's a different, you know? Yeah. Brain your brain. Yeah, you know, well, you do. You get it after a while. I'm only singing backups. I mean, I'm not to sing verses. This guy's got to do it all. But. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's tough. To do like as a drummer, I like I sing for me and Jeff sing backups on the records, but and like in a live situation, Jeff sings backups. As a drummer, I I don't really like singing in a live situation. You know what I mean? Like I like to drum it, but I love to sing. Is at the same time I love singing backups, but it, when we're playing live, I just leave it to Jeff and, and Juice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, how do you handle the family life and the bands and the shows and the social media and? You don't say that because Jeff, you know, the social media takes so much time. You know, just to just to thank everybody who meant shout you out during the day. It, mm-hmm. You know, how to run through your feed and it's important. It's an important tool. Though. I mean, with social media, you know, oh, it's, yeah. yeah, for an indie band trying to get their music out there, you know, it's it's you got to really you know promote yourself. So yeah, so we try to get everything out there. We try to put content out there, and that's about it. As far as family, I mean. We all family. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, 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 is Emily Jeff pretty much doing the social media, or? Oh, it's all of us. We it's all. all guys. Yep. Yeah, we all participate in it, but like, you know, uh, we'll all take a, a piece of something and, and and do the work that it takes to get back to everybody and let them know that you know, the the best thing that you know is what's happening on Twitter right now with like. We were just involved with the Indie Underworld mixtape with Demon mm-hmm. Star and those guys. A lot of those guys you know. Right. Yeah. Like, just, you know, so many people hear our song that wouldn't normally hear our song. And that's thanks to really Demon Star, you know, like uh, a lot of people. And those guys promoted the hell out of it. And they, 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 like I said, they did everything. They did the, they got everything, uh, the CDs made up, the artwork done. Like, when you're doing your own record, you got to do all that stuff. And, these guys, they did everything for that record and like it got a lot of people to listen to a lot of people's music. You know, like I listened to like a lot of indie bands I never would have known existed. Oh yeah. And, and it's because of that, you know, they were on the in the underworld mixtape. And I'm sure you know that like music's a hobby, we love it, but it's work, like to, to, to yeah. do it. You gotta put it in time, you know. It's oh yeah. That takes a lot of time, but it's you know, we love doing it so but like I was saying, with the social media, it takes a lot of time, but it's really worth it because like a lot of people hear your music. Who yeah. would never Without Twitter, I probably would have never heard, you know, your, your songs. And I was yeah. listening the other night. I was listening to. I had the headphones on, and I was listening to to, to a lot of a lot of your music. And I probably would have never heard those songs. The song I was 
uh, you made me laugh when you were talking about writing the song the other day about like you're just in the yard looking at the gophers. Uh -huh. The song you have, it's uh, Change Your Tude. Is that yeah. the name? Gotta change your tune, yeah. Gotta change your tune. I was saying to myself, this. I'm thinking about you. I was thinking about your writing process as I'm listening to the song. I'm like, he must have ran into a real asshole that day that he <laughs> went home and wrote this song. No, you, you know what that one's about? My kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? They're like, you know, all you gotta do, you know, they're always, they're always mad because of something. You're like, you know, dude, just change your attitude, man, and it'll be all better. <laughs> so that's what I wrote well, myself. Well, like I say, like without Twitter, I would have never heard that song. You know what I mean? That's cool. I appreciate That's it. Very, like we always say, if one more person hears it, it's worth it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, before the before the COVID thing, uh, how I'm just curious how the social media and the shows was there a was there a, did you were you able to get more people at the shows using well, social media or? That's the funny thing is like. Oh. Right as we were, we're getting our live set together. Oh, so you guys really didn't play much out. Yeah, our, our album came out in October. We were saying, we, we always, we said to ourselves, we want to have content before we start going out and playing friggin' live shows everywhere. Right. The content to play, so we can go play for an hour and a half if we wanted to. So yes. we said, let's, right, we, like I said, we started writing the second album. We said, we got the albums together. But then we started getting bored, like around... February said maybe we'll go play some live shows and boom we got shut down. So yeah, we were just to get a whole set together. Uh, yeah, but, so, summer. but yeah, yes. it was because you know we were. It was funny because we kept we were rehearsing them as live shows. You know we'd come to the rehearsal and we'd be like tonight we're gonna do the you know the set we're gonna do mm -hmm. the show and we would get together and then we just got shut down. And, but there's no doubt social media would help to get people to show. Yeah, I think else. so. I think Absolutely. it's a big help. I think I think the social media with, with music today is like where a lot of the scene is happening because there's so like even the live shows you go to see these live shows and the, you go there and there's there's 10 people there for the show you know what i mean yeah. like uh -huh. i know I, well I, what that, yeah. <laughs> able to build up that fan base and the yeah. best is on social media yeah we're hoping that the response of people wanting to get out and see shows being caged up this whole time yeah now, that too, I think when this is all over, people are going to want to go see live shows. I think you'll be able to draw up pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, because people are cooped up and they want to get out, especially here in Jersey. I'm sure all over the country. Mm -hmm. So, who does your YouTube videos, and do you prefer lyric videos or just regular music videos? Well, I do it all. The, I've been doing all the videos. Uh, all right. I, well, the reason I do the lyric videos, like. Look, I like the lyric videos. I think when people don't know your music and they can listen to it and then see the words and understand what's being said, mm -hmm. it really gives insight to the music and the songs. So, like, we released 11 lyric videos as if they were singles. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we put the record out as, in, as you know, 11 songs, full-length album. And mm -hmm. then as we... as we release the album every couple of weeks. We release a new lyric video that we release as a U, like a YouTube single, and a single for our social media because it gives us content to yeah. put up. Oh, check out, uh, you know, check out Dead Eye Doll uh, official YouTube page and check out our official right. lyric videos. Right. And we get response on our other lyric videos. Yeah. You know, 
Some people don't like them. And the, on our next record, our videos are going to be completely different. We're, we're going to be appearing more in the videos, more performance-based videos. Yeah. This yeah. was what we did because it was what we had. You know what I mean? Well, open and, a film. We're going to shoot a real video for the single. We're yeah, for this new single out. we're recording we're right now. It's just, you know, videos are hard, man. It's so expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, to so do anything that looks, we don't want to do something that doesn't look, doesn't have to look super great, but we, we like, you know, we like the, our songs to sound good. We like our records to sound good. We like our videos to look good. Yeah. I'm not saying at, at any kind of, uh, like, Beyonce level or anything like that, but as good as we, we always say, we got to make it as good as we can, and that's all we yeah. can do. We have to yeah. make it good as we can the recordings the videos and the music you know cool man let's see is that all your questions i think you and our new video uh, new video our new song will be out hopefully late september early october yeah yeah with this new single we're working on we love it we, 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 we hope everyone likes it as much as we do uh you guys you guys do anything else for fun or uh is it all music all the time we really play a lot of music you know we're always doing the music when we're, we're fucking smoking weed <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that, that's that's what you know, we do we, we we love rock and roll we love playing music uh juice loves juice back in the day was big in the bmx bike so he's still like believe it or not still rides his bmx bikes uh, and stuff like that's that. cool to bmx <laughs> Oh, man. I love it too as well, man. Like I love yeah. the sports scene and all that coming up when we were growing up and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. like we still love all that stuff. Like we still hang out after this. Juice is also a big like collector of old toys and stuff. Like we got Evil Knievel, uh, you know, the, the yeah. we're, we're making the jumps with the Evil Knievel yeah. wind up and yeah. uh, so we you know we we love all that stuff. We love comic books and we love uh you know, we got all kinds of, you can see the rest of the studio. We got like all, you know, King Diamond action figures and fucking like, we love knickknacks and stuff Kiss. like that. And we love Kiss. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's what we do for fun. Music and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, hang out and, you know. We really, since we've been doing the uh, engineering end of it, Dennis, we really love to, to mix and to be in the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if they're just doing a mix on something or an edit on, on, on a video or something like I, I we'll just we just like like to work yeah cool man we're not playing yeah. music we're probably, we're probably talking about it yeah 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 this is amazing that uh, there's so many people on social media that are doing it again like us it's yeah, like yeah, have you done it before and just like it's weird that there's so many people all around the country it's just and they're yeah. all doing it themselves and and it, we're doing it for the love of the music yeah the love a... of doing it the art of it and, you know like like when we were younger we would be like oh we're gonna get you know we're doing this to get signed or whatever you know we had big aspirations when we were younger mm -hmm. and we're doing this we're gonna make it we're gonna make it now it's just so nice to be like we're doing it because we love fucking rock and roll you know what i mean mm -hmm. cool man all right man this has been fun yeah, well, I just said it. Thanks for having us thanks on. For having thanks, us thanks, on. For, thanks for even considering us. I'm sorry I talked to you. You know, I, I took up so much of the the talk time. Oh, <laughs> that's what it's for. Get everybody to know everybody. Yeah, absolutely, man. Great idea. It's good you're doing it, man. It's, you know. I appreciate it
Yeah, man. We're going to we, be listening it out for all your stuff now, man. So. We, we had always talked about getting into the podcast. You got, you the got podcast. three fans now. <laughs> all right.